Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, it's only me. The old bait-and-switch time there. And now, the loud mouth of the South, Bobby Mack. Not really. <laughs> Sorry about that, but hey, what can I tell you? Here we are at the Ides of August. And uh, how about that? It's August the 14th. I didn't think August the 14th was going to be like this, honestly, boys and girls. Uh, remember back in March? Boy, I can't wait till August when this is all behind us. <laughs> Okay, for what it's worth, it's 307 at uh, 1063 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, and also 1063 WORD.com, and also 101.5 FM in Anderson, and also 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Syndicate. So there you go. We are not only ubiquitous, we are everywhere. Our Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1 800 347 1063. 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. 71307. We are delighted to have you with us now this afternoon. Here we are on the Friday before the beginning of the Democratic National Convention. I'll go over the uh, the rundown of speakers here for you in just a moment. I don't have the exact times because I know you'll all be glued to that dial, but I can give you a rough idea of uh, who they're going to have. Uh, we have names and the like. We just don't have the exact order per night, uh, but it uh, it should be fun. I uh, personally uh, think that you only need two things to make the, the DNC a, a truly stirring, thrilling event. Uh, one would be popcorn. And the other would be a laugh track. Just saying. Our Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063. 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Are you all set for the Joe and Kamala show? Or is it the Kamala and Joe show? Or, <laughs> or is it the Kamala and No show? I don't know. But I do know that... Uh, it's uh, going to be an interesting time. I would note the description right after her announcement by the New York Times, and of course, if it's in the Times, you got to believe it. The New York Times says of Kamala Harris, she is a pragmatic moderate. A pragmatic moderate. Well, gosh, how can you go long, wrong with a pragmatic moderate? Well, I guess maybe in cases in which the pragmatic moderate is a screeching left-winger. That could be one way. Let's just look at a few things that the pragmatic moderate has had to say over the years. During a Senate hearing, 
Uh, this was uh, back in 2018 when she was uh, uh, questioning Ronald Vitiello, who was the uh, Trump administration pick to head up uh, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, or ICE. She uh, pressed him on whether he was aware of the uh, perception of a similarity uh, between the Ku Klux Klan and, and ICE. And he uh, answered, of course, in the correct manner that uh, perceptions are whatever people think them to be, but the reality could not be furthered from the truth. But uh, that was her part of her narrative right there. If you enforce the border, then you are essentially a night-riding Klansman. All right. Uh, boy, this motto is getting more pragmatic every minute here. Ah, the Green New Deal. Uh, Kamala Harris, when she was running for president, remember that, which, by the way, was another interesting aspect to look at this afternoon. Her enthusiastic groundswell for president. But back in those times, he said, I support a Green New Deal. This was in uh, uh, one of the uh, the debates. This was back in June of 2019. And on day one as president, I will re-enter us into the Paris Agreement. Okay. Uh, pragmatic moderation again. Uh, let's see here. There is no reason in a civil society that we have assault weapons around communities that can kill babies and police officers. These days, I'm sure it would just be the babies. But, uh, and of course, I'm sure she would define assault weapons as any gun that is dark gray with a pistol grip and looks really nasty. Uh, let's see here. All righty. Uh, decriminalizing illegal immigration. Yeah, that's uh, something else that you can find in the uh, the fine words of uh, of Kamala Harris. And uh, she uh, offered her thought that uh uh, someone who crosses the border illegally should not be deported. Well, heaven forbid. Uh, heaven forbid. That wouldn't be right. You can't ask people to, to obey the law, even if the first action they take on entering the country is to break the law. You might be hurting their feelings and their precious self-esteem. All righty, pragmatic, moderate Kamala Harris at uh, 12 minutes past the hour of 3 o'clock on this Friday afternoon vows to get rid of private health care plans. Let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on, she said in the sweeping detail of her comprehensive program. She became the first Senate Democrat in 2017 to support Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All bill, which would cost tens of trillions of dollars over a decade. But hey, that's what the national debt is there for, right? To use the gross national credit card and stick things on it. Okay, back during the Kavanaugh hearings for Brett Kavanaugh to be on the Supreme Court, she was among those who promoted debunked charges against Brett Kavanaugh and uh, and on and on. Oh, this one. Here's another one, the, uh, the Kamala Harris religious test in which uh, there were hearings that were taking place uh, at the, the U.S. Senate when uh, District Judge Brian Busher was nominated to that position because Busher, a Catholic, had long been a member of the staunchly pro-life Knights of Columbus. She posed this question. Were you aware that the Knights of Columbus opposed a woman's right to choose when you joined the organization? And, of course, she pressed him hard on that. Boy, she's getting more and more pragmatically moderate by the passing second here. Newsweek magazine ranks her voting record as more liberal than Bernie Sanders. More liberal. And Bernie, 
give him credit, Bernie at least admits he's a socialist. So far, we haven't gotten uh, Kamala to get away from uh, her pragmatic moderation. But uh, a co-sponsor of the radical Green New Deal that would lead to a loss of manufacturing and agricultural jobs, and uh, and on and on and on it goes, which is uh, very interesting. A lot of people are wondering, of course, who would actually be president should they be elected. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what Joe Biden we're talking about here. Even worse, I'm not sure that Joe Biden is exactly sure of what Joe Biden we're talking about here. Uh, There have been times, such as when he noted his friendship with people like Robert Byrd and others, which was pointed out during one of the presidential debates by a certain Kamala Harris. Uh, There have been times when he he appeared less off the deep end than he does these days. What you're really talking about, I think, with Biden is that he's prepared to do anything at all to obtain power, anything at all, and say anything at all. If I were advising Joe and say, you know, this is what you need to do to win, I think I would say something along the lines of, uh, Mr. Vice President, you might want to think about the fact that uh, a lot of these wild-eyed radicals you seem to be so concerned about don't have a very strong track record of, uh, well, you know, voting. You might want to think about that. We'll talk some more. But uh, anyway, that pragmatic moderate, wow. This is 106.3 WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. Jimbo for Bobby Mack, it's 315. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All righty then. As I was saying, at uh, 3.20 on this Friday afternoon, the 14th, and uh, Bobby Mack returns on Monday, as far as I know. And uh, looking ahead on the old schedule here, I'm going to be doing some Bobby Mack uh, around uh, the week of Labor Day. Uh, other than that, uh, who knows? 
but it's a hard to hit a moving target, as they say. We are delighted that you're with us this afternoon here at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, where the Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307, 71307. Textually speaking... Let's see. Uh, Jimbo, Kamala Harris is a pragmatic moderate Pragmatic moderate in the same universe. Uh, Lindsey Graham and Mitt Romney are right-wing extremists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another, another text here. Uh, Kamala Harris is a pragmatic moderate where Pete Buttigieg and Beta the Dork are clean-cut conservatives. <laughs> well, it's true. Uh, seriously. And it, it's interesting. I think the Democrats are trying to be all things to all people. And there was a day and age when you could probably pull that off in this day and age, of course, though, any message tailored for one audience is immediately known by every other audience through social media. So I don't see how they pull that off. Now, they do want to reach out to all those uh, Santa Claus liberals out there, uh, the ones who think that any problem can be solved by throwing other people's money at it, but who don't really have an interest in tearing the country apart. They want to reassure them that, oh, sure, just like Uncle Joe, Kamala is a pragmatic moderate. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, they support positions that go after the extreme left. And that is straddling too much of the political spectrum. In a day and age of social media, you just cannot go out and talk to one audience out of one side of your mouth and then go to another audience and talk out of the other side of your mouth because both sides of your mouth are heard by everybody everywhere. Again, this is 2020, not 1920. So I don't think they can pull that off. But one other thing, at uh, 22 minutes now past 3 on this Friday afternoon, one other thing that uh, Jimbo for Bobby Mack notes is the tidal wave of enthusiasm that Kamala Harris brings to the Democratic ticket. I know that because I remember the tidal wave of enthusiasm that she brought to her own campaign, which could very well be the worst campaign for a major party presidential nomination in recent memory. Remember way back when, about a year and a half ago, remember? She was listed near the top with Joe Biden back before Biden fell, but at least Biden was able to get Jim Clyburn to drag him back to the top. She had huge expectations. She was, of course, a, a woman, uh, African-American from the biggest state in the union, and had a pretty strong trajectory upward from district attorney of San Francisco to attorney general of California to U.S. senator, heading right straight for the top, and squandered it. Whoa, did she squander it. Uh, it was not a pretty picture. And she bowed out before they even got to, to uh, the Iowa caucuses, for Pete's sake. She stopped running before they even had actual delegates on the line. It was horrendous. But, of course, then again, that's all right because Joe Biden had such a tidal wave of enthusiasm for himself that he doesn't need any. Oh, wait, he didn't have much either, did he? Yeah, uh, gosh, that's going to be tough. <laughs> blah meet blah. Yeah, but she's, she's younger and she's a woman of color. Yeah, blah meet blah, okay? Uh, that, that in and of itself, I think, is going to be a problem. Where do you find the enthusiasm? Well, don't tell anybody, but the enthusiasm can be found for D.T., Donald Trump. That's got to be bothersome to the Democrats as well. So this is the ticket. 
Uh, others, I'm sure, who are in the running will have their place. I'm, I, I personally think it's entirely possible that uh, uh, you can see Susan Rice up for Secretary of State. And, of course, Elizabeth Warren will be uh, selected uh, as the new uh, head of the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Uh, well, okay, a little tongue-in-cheek there. And actually, I suppose probably tongue-in-cheek for Susan Rice as well. Her baggage is so immense, and it just starts with Benghazi. It, 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 it's worse probably at Benghazi, but it, it doesn't end with Benghazi. And I would expect her to play a role in, the, in a Biden administration, should there be one, wash my mouth out with soap. Uh, but not one that requires Senate confirmation. Cabinet positions require Senate confirmation. And I don't think she'd do too well before actual hearings. No, I think that she'll be picked for one of those jobs like National Security Advisor, which admittedly would be a, a lateral move. That's what she was under Obama. But I just don't think she could pass muster for a Senate-approved cabinet-level position. But they'll, they'll fit in there uh, somewhere. Uh, Amy Klobuchar uh, will probably join Kamala Harris on the White House basketball team and, uh, and, you know, so on and so forth like that. Anyway, let's go back to some of those things that we find over there. Uh, words of wisdom on the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307, 71307. They do not call it the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line for nothing, my friends here. Let's see. Hey, Jimbo, can you tell me when the UAE, United Arab Emirates, has ever been a threat to Israel? Uh, not as such. No, they've got a lot of uh, petrodollars, and uh, some of those have gone to aid the Palestinians, and some of that money has in turn gone to blowing things up in Israel, but not a major threat. That's very true. Uh, uh, Israel would turn the UAE into a glowing crater in about five minutes if they tried something stupid, Jim and Easley. Well, that's true. And, of course, the importance of, uh, of the president's uh, diplomatic initiative in the Middle East, where progress is pretty uncommon— is not that the major threat of the United Arab Emirates has been eliminated. No, it is uh, possibly in starting, not a stampede, but maybe a little parade. In the last half century, since the Camp David Accords, we have, in fact, seen two whole Arab countries sign peace treaties. Two of them. Two of them. Egypt and eventually Jordan also chipped in. And this is the third and there could be others now uh, as well. That might Bahrain might be one. Uh, doobie doobie doo. Dubai doobie doo could possibly be another, and that would be helpful. So uh, again, uh, no, I don't think you're you're talking about an elimination of a major threat to Israel in the United Arab Emirates. But uh, uh, presumably, this will cut off some of the money, some of the petrodollars that flow into Palestinian uh, terrorist efforts. Presumably, that's all I'm saying here. Oh, let's see here. We have another limerick alert, which I'll get to in a moment because of the nature of the uh, text line. One has to check those out in advance so that you read them properly. A limerick must always be read properly. Let's see here. Jimbo Kamala Harris is the first tran-African-American to run on a major ticket. <laughs> well, I don't think she's tran, is she, of all the LB... Uh, G, T, and X. I think she's just your standard garden variety uh, heterosexual female. But uh, uh, be that as it may, she, there's a lot of other things that she is, any number of things. But pragmatic, not particularly, and moderate, heaven forbid. There really aren't any moderates in the in the Democratic Party anymore. There were a few over the years, but they were they were defeated. They're pretty much gone now. The concept of the dino, Democrat in name only, has pretty much 
been wiped out. There aren't a lot left. But that's, of course, among elected officials. See, the thing is that among actual Democrats, actual human beings who go to work and who vote and the like, uh, you do have a few still. And they're kind of torn right now. And I will address them as I, I try to do on every show between now and November 3rd. And that is, are you sure you really hate Donald Trump so much that you'll take a chance on tearing this country to shreds? Are you sure of that? You might want to think about that. I know you don't like Trump. Fine. But aren't you afraid of Joe Biden a little bit? Jimbo for Bobby Mack. It's 329. Howdy-do, howdy-do. Good to have you with us this afternoon. It's 24 now before 4 o'clock on this Friday, August the 14th. 81 days until the election, of course, not counting all the early voting that will be taking place starting September the 4th in North Carolina to our many uh, Tar Heel State listeners out there. And, of course, uh, by the time the first debate is held on September the 29th, 19 states will have begun early voting, which is to say... There will be a few people out there who will be saying, oh, darn, <laughs> when I, I voted for Joe, I didn't realize I was voting for a dunce. Golly, golly. Uh, not a good thing there. But anyway, uh, also uh, today is the 75th anniversary of VJ Day, victory over Japan. So we thought we would share all of that with you this afternoon. Jimbo for Bobby Mack for one day and one day only. And uh, let me see uh, here in, what all do we have? Uh, oh, regarding my discussion of... Uh, Kamala Harris, and by the way, that's how she pronounces it, with a great, oh, you're dissing her, whatever. Uh, hey, just citing her record disses her, okay? But uh, if you call her office, her Capitol Hill office, the you get a recorded message, and it says, hi, this is Senator Kamala Harris. So I figure she's the world's leading expert on pronouncing her name, not a whole lot else, but the world's leading expert on that. Uh, Texter says she is not African-American. Well, that's true, actually. She's, uh, what, Jamaican-American? Well, no, she's Jamaican-Indian-American. So if you're looking for some Ganges ganja, I guess you can, uh, she can hook you up with somebody who can give you uh, curry-flavored marijuana. I'm sure I must have made that up. Okay, Jim, do you think there might be the slimmest possibility that the Dems are trying to lose on purpose? After all, if they eliminated Trump... Their whole reason for living evaporates. How would they maintain their hatred and anger, which is all they have? <laughs> oh, from your lips to the Democrats' ear. No, unfortunately, they do, they do want to win. They want to control your life. See, there's a really serious problem in this country, and your friendly neighborhood Dems have noticed this, and that is that you are not running your lives very well. Neither am I. 
We are not running our lives well, but fortunately, we have them handy because they know how that we should be running our lives. And if we will just open the door a crack and let them in, they will not only show us how we should be leading our lives, but they will be happy to lead them for us. No, they, they do live for more than just hatred and anger. That's important. And they, they do need the hatred and anger, but more importantly is running our lives because we've done such a terrible job of it. We have just not embraced all of the wonderful things that, that interestingly enough, Kamala Harris is for, and uh, they, they want that very much. So as much as I'd like to believe you, Texter, and I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Jim, to avoid being schooled like Tucker on pronunciation, Tucker Carlson of Fox News, I now call the dim VP candidate La la. <laughs> well, okay. That works for me. Here, let's see here. Uh, okay, Limerick Alert here. This is, of course, Alan R. in uh, Spartanburg here. Let's see here. Trump says we'll be speaking Chinese and Biden's Veep choice will not please. The haters be hating Kamala, I'm waiting for you to bring Pence to his knees. Okay. That'll be, by the way, October the 7th uh, that this opportunity arises. October the 7th at the University of Utah. Maybe they could hold it in the library because in the library at the University of Utah, they have a special new edition just for today's snowflake generation. In the University of Utah Library, and this, I am told, actually is labeled as such. This is not just a local nickname that came up. It's actually called that, the crying closet. If you, a grown young person, old enough to vote, drink, drive, sign legal documents, whatever else, uh, if you find that life is just more than you can handle, you can take your little snowflake butt into the crying closet, or the cry closet, as they call it. These, of course, are the people who will be leading us into the dangerous middle of the 21st century and who are leading, of course, the charge to elect uh, Joe and uh, Kamala, or Kamala and Joe. Texter says, I guess, call the Democrat convention the Bolshevik Revolution. <laughs> Revival 2020. Bolshevik Biden and Kami Kamala Harris interest. Uh, suffice it to say that it's going to be an unusual uh, convention. Yeah, I, I, I must uh, find that in my list of speakers. Uh, it's it's just all the usual suspects, pretty much, with, with a couple of uh, of interesting exceptions, by the way. The last list that I put together just a couple of days ago uh, from various uh, sources. But anyway, uh, she's out there and hitting the campaign trail, and she's also thrilled to be the, uh, the running mate. And, of course, uh, there's the question, how much will Joe run things? I think Joe will try to run things. I mean, he, let's, let's get one thing in mind here, not lower our expectations too much. Uh, Biden's not drooling, okay? He's not that bad off. But he does have momentary lapses when he can't quite remember uh, where he is, uh, that kind of thing, right? You know, I was joking with Bobby Mack about this and saying, you know, lighten up on Joe because uh, he's busy trying to memorize the alphabet before the first debate. And, and Bobby Mack emailed back, yeah, and, and trying to make sure that his socks match. So... I mean, there are some problems that he's showing, but uh, it's not as though he's just going to, as I said, sit in the Oval Office and drool, and uh, they'll have a, an aide come in and, and, and mop his necktie uh, periodically. He is pretty much, I think, going to call the shots. I really do. The question is, what shots is he going to call? 
I have this. I'm not sure that Biden even knows. I'm not sure. Oh, that was a different limerick. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, apparently, that was a different limerick. Okay. Alan R., I've been hit with two limerick writers today. That was not his. Okay. Well, anyway, whatever. Somebody else out there has shown a great talent. I'm not sure which Biden is going to actually show up should he, heaven forbid, wash my mouth out with soap, be elected. It's 17 before 4 p.m. What Biden would show up? I mean, I can easily see him. It's it's the morning of January the 21st, and President Biden wakes up for his first morning in the White House. Oh, my. I can't believe it. Here I am, the kid from Scranton. I'm president of the United States. At last, I can be my real self. And then President Biden will reach over to the notepad by the side of his bed, and he will write, Find a real self. Arrange briefings. It could happen. I'm not sure he knows. I mean, he just wants to be president. Is that asking too much? Yes, Joe, it is, but that's another issue we'll bring up in a minute. Yes, it is asking too much, but it would be really helpful if we knew where you were coming from for sure, okay? I mean, you if, if Bernie Sanders were running right now, you would know exactly where he's coming from, and there would be none of this talk about the pragmatic moderate. Whatever else you can say about Bernie, Bernie is going to run for what Bernie is. I'll give him honesty. Maybe a little stupidity tossed in with the honesty, but I'll give him honesty. But with this ticket... Trying to be all things to all people. I mean, maybe his running mate should be named Chameleon Harris. Yeah, I'll be a pragmatic moderate if you like me, and I'll be a screaming liberal if you like it, and uh, whatever. I'll just be whatever you want me to be. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Jimbo, if the Democrats win the White House, hold on to the House and take the Senate. Will that spell the end of the Republican Party? Uh, no, to give a short answer. Also, if Trump wins presidency and Democrats take the Senate and the House, how long before he is impeached? Thanks, uh, Grover. Now, that's an interesting possibility, which we'll come back and talk about. Anyway, this is uh, Jimbo for Bobby Mack. It's uh, uh, 1063 WORD. And of course, you can find us here at uh, 951 in uh, Clemson and in uh, Seneca and Pickens. You can also find us at 101.5 FM in Anderson. And of course, uh, worldwide on the radio.com app. It's now 345. All right, glad to have you with us this afternoon. 
And uh, we have a call uh, coming in tonight or this afternoon on the uh, Ingalls Advantage talk line of 1-800-347-1063. This is uh, Alan calling in. And uh, uh, it says big truck. And I must confess, uh, I, I'm I'm confused. But I'm not sure what big truck is, so well, forgive me. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't hear earlier, and I told her I was driving a truck. That's the reason. You're driving I hear a big truck. Well. I got you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I uh, thought maybe you like were, you yeah, were, go ahead. You were opining about what would happen if, uh, by some horrible chance, on January 21st, if he woke up as president, and I was wondering who wakes up next to him, his wife or Kamala Harris. <laughs> now she does have a reputation married. for that. Well, there is that. I know that uh, Willie Brown, the uh, uh, former mayor of San Francisco, the former speaker of the California House, bragged about their relationship, which occurred, by the way, when Willie was 60 and uh, she was 29. But, I mean, what's a 31-year age difference among friends, right? Uh, That's so, right. Uh, yeah. So you never know. Uh, maybe maybe they'll have a, a special bedroom put in next door to the the main bedroom where you, uh, she can just sort of wait over there while Joe goes to the bathroom, quote unquote. Well, a, B, a BMW and two committee memberships gets a five year affair. What does the vice presidency go for? Uh, well, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I don't think a whole lot. Uh, he doesn't make the four hundred grand that a president makes. <laughs> he makes about what the house speaker makes. You know, like like I don't know, two hundred twenty-five thousand, something like that. But but of course that doesn't count what you can read from from your son's dealings in China. So there are side benefits. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. But but then again, that's just a bad dream. That's not going to really happen, Alan. Not if we not if we don't let uh, it happen. Please no. No, please no. Tell your friends, not. tell your family, tell them to register. Then remind them to vote. Be sure they vote. Vote early, whatever. But if they haven't voted by Election Day, drive them to the polls. If Aunt Millie can't make it on her own, then pack her into the wheelchair and you push her into that polling place. Well, my wife is voting for the first time ever this year for that very reason. Outstanding. Outstanding. There you go. <laughs> every vote counts, my friend. Trust me, every vote counts. All right. All right. Well, listen, you thank you, you have uh, you have good haul in there with that uh, that truck, all right? And uh, thank you for being with us this afternoon. It is 7 minutes now before 4 o'clock at 106.3 WORD, the uh, Upstate's talk station. Had an uh, email. Bobby Mack apparently, when he has a day off, he apparently listens, as near as I can tell. I mean, I guess he probably got uh, that uh, Radio.com app out there on the 13th hole. And in between shots, he took the time to send me an interesting thought. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, but uh, believe it or not, we have uh, word now that a federal court has uh, blocked Hillary Clinton's deposition in uh, a uh, legal battle uh, with a, a conservative watchdog group. You may not have heard about this, but she had been uh, uh, seized upon to uh, to give her testimony. Uh, and... Uh, this is Judicial Watch, people I've had uh, on uh, my program on a number of times. And uh, uh, a three-judge panel has ruled that former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton does not have to sit for a deposition in this legal battle. A Judicial Watch had filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit, this was six years ago, after a request for documents related to the Benghazi attack, a request for documents that went unanswered. As part of the litigation, Judicial Watch 
had uh, moved to depose Mrs. Clinton, who, of course, was Secretary of State at the time of the 2012 attack, after it was revealed that she had used a private email server in the course of government business. You all remember that, of course, right? Anyway, in March, the lower court had granted discovery in the case, which would have included the deposition of Mrs. Clinton. Oh, that's getting a little bit close, a little bit warm there. Uh, Anyway, uh, on Friday today, the uh, D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, not exactly a hotbed of conservatism, uh, ruled uh, that Mrs. Clinton's deposition would be have complete irrelevance to a Freedom of Information Act proceeding. Irrelevance? <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're going to lie, at least make up a plausible lie. It has total relevance. <laughs> well, uh, just to quote some more from what this thing had to say, the district court ordered Secretary Clinton's deposition primarily to probe her motives for using a private email server and her understanding of the State Department's records management obligations wrote uh, one of the judges, Roger Wilkins, Robert Wilkins, an Obama appointee, surprisingly enough. However, he went on, neither of these topics is relevant to the only outstanding issue in this litigation. Tom Fitton, the president of Judicial Watch, says they are disappointed and they are exploring their options. Well, it's a you know district, I mean, uh, appellate court ruling. I mean, you can always take it to the Supreme Court. Well, what the Supremes would do uh, is anybody's guess, but uh, you could always give that a try. Anyway, and speaking of the uh, Supremes, by the way, we have uh, approaching here now in uh, the very near future. Let's see, when is that? Uh, Very soon, uh, uh, one of the Supreme Court justices, uh, here we go, on Saturday, tomorrow, uh, Stephen Breyer turns 82 as the second oldest justice. And, uh, of course, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is already a spry 87. Uh, uh, Talk about someone whose warranty is, is running out. Anyway, wouldn't it be nice if uh, the president could replace both of them? Of course, the odds of the of the Senate, the Democrats would do everything but hold their breath and turn blue to keep that from coming up because uh, they are firmly convinced that all they have to do is wait till November and we will give them the Senate along with the presidency. Anyway, uh, just, just a prediction on my part. If Joe Biden is elected, there I go saying that again, if Joe Biden is elected, ah. Uh, Ruth Bader, and takes office on January 20th, Ruth Bader Ginsburg will retire before spring arrives, okay? She has been hanging on there desperately, trying to avoid being replaced by a Donald Trump protege. So, for what it's worth. Anyway, yeah, uh, what a big surprise. Uh, because I'll tell you something, <laughs> that that's more and more discouraging because... Let's say that the Democrats pull off the the trifecta. They win the presidency, they win the Senate, and they keep the House. Were that to happen, the courts would be our last roadblock for conservatism, and they've not proven to be too reliable. Okay, there you go. Uh, The Bohannon first hour for Bobby Mack has concluded. Stay tuned for the news next three minutes now before 4 o'clock. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 